How to stay motivated as you build and grow your business can sometimes feel like pushing a mule uphill. There are days you feel it, and let's be honest, days you don't. How can you keep your business motivation mojo turbocharged? My next guest is a licensed psychologist who may have some answers for you. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, helping you see business issues hiding in plain view that matter to your bottom line. Today's guest is Dr. Ronald Dalrymple. He's a practicing licensed psychologist, author of the book, The Inner Manager, and host of the Mind Shock podcast. What sets him apart from others in his field is his extensive study of the mind as an energy field, of creative development, and of the mind games people play in their relationships. He has a special interest in these higher, seldom understood powers of the mind, And it's actually become an original field of analysis that he calls quantum field psychology. And it's these incredible hidden powers that he talks about on his podcast. Today, I'm hoping he'll be able to share some insights into the hidden powers of the mind that we can tap into to keep our business motivation mojo turbocharged. So let's have him join us now. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Dr. Ron. Hello, Hannah. How are you? It's my great pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Wonderful to have you. Now, you have created a very unique niche in the field of psychology, and I'm looking forward to exploring how business owners can benefit from your research. But first, tell me about this quantum field of psychology. It sounds like a blend of different disciplines. Uh, Well, it started way back in 1967. I'm dating myself here, I realize. But I was a mere 17 years old, fresh out of high school. I went to work at NASA at Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, which was seven miles from the University of Maryland. I was majoring in math and physics. I studied a lot of math and physics first two years of college. And then by the third year, I was taking classes in psychology. And one day it hit me as an epiphany in November of 1969 that there were various concepts in physics and mathematics which could link together all the major fields of psychology. So really it was like a thunderbolt and it was knocked me over. So I began to research that and it really changed the course of my life. I could have stayed at NASA, of course, and had a really great career there. NASA is a great place to work, a place of high idealism, but also pragmatism. Instead, I went off on a different course after college to pursue this idea. I knew I had to study the world, travel the world, and study different cultures and people and languages. Eventually, I went back to graduate school at Maryland to get a PhD in psychology, where I put together all these disparate ideas and put it under a new paradigm called quantum field psychology, which is not just really a blend of other disciplines. It really goes beyond them. It integrates them into a whole new way of looking at it, where if you see the mind as energy, which transcends the physical brain, it explains all the major theories of psychology, and it links up topological mathematics with quantum physics, calculus, as well as Eastern and Western ideas. So it sounds like an amalgamation. It's really just a different, it's like a quantum jump to a different way of thinking, it gives you answers to aspects of psychology which cannot be answered by the standard approaches to it. So I've been researching this for many years. I saw, after grad school, I saw some 22,000 patients to figure out how the mind works as energy. And I went back to uh, Maryland University to teach, and I got a chance to travel the world. I was in uh, good grief. I was in Italy, Sicily, Germany, Japan, Korea. I had a great time traveling the world, teaching 15 different courses in psychology to put together the final theory I know it's quantum field psychology, which I wrote in Aviano, Italy in 2004. But as you can, I'm sorry, did you want to jump in there? I don't want to give a monologue here and uh, bore your audience. No, I, I think this is interesting in that 
this has developed over not just the last 18 months, but over many, many years, over decades. And yes, so exactly. I'm, I'm intrigued mm-hmm. about the energy that you're talking about, because, and, and I may be simplifying this, but I'm, yes. I'm sure the listeners have experienced mm-hmm. walking into a meeting and the energy is high. People are enthusiastic yes. right. and they want to contribute and everything's going great guns. The ideas are flowing. People are, are bouncing mm-hmm. ideas back and forth. They're improving them. They're making progress. It's a great meeting. But by the same token, they've mm-hmm. also been into those in those meetings where they wish they were dead because they are just like, <laughs> oh, my right. God, you know, yes. did my clock break? Did my watch break? Right. It's not moving. And, yeah. it, and so... <laughs> You know, yes. it's like pulling feeling, teeth to right? get ideas. And yeah. so tell me about yeah. the difference right. in energy and how, as a business leader, a manager, mm-hmm. a business owner, mm-hmm. how they can get to that higher level. I mean, and I don't mean these platitudes mm-hmm. that people talk about, you know, um, but I mean, help me understand mm-hmm. how we can tap into the power mm-hmm. of the mind. Okay, well, we're really talking about energy, that we are, in fact, energy beings. We know that all matter is energy. The idea is that consciousness is a very big part of who we are. Like many physicists have attempted what's called a theory of everything or a unified field theory. In fact, Einstein worked upon that. They came up with no real answers. We have our own theory called quantum field psychology, which we hope does that because it includes consciousness, the element of consciousness to who we are as living entities. Now, as business people, if you walk into a meeting, if you have a very high energy field yourself, that means high charisma, means high self-esteem very positive self-image, but also being humble. And that's a very positive, a very powerful combination. Have high self-esteem, a positive self-image, but also be humble. You can help light up a room. I've known people walk into a room, I'm sure you have too, who light the room up. And other people are more what's called an energy sink because they're more negative. They have negative thoughts and negative feelings. They're maybe self-defeating. They're full, full self-pity and fears. In fact, I talked to Alan Weiss recently. We had him on our show. And he's a very well-known business consultant. He's written like 61 books. We're talking about the fact that many people very high up in the business world, I mean, from a Fortune 100 companies, these top people, CEOs, CEOs, CFOs, who actually have the imposter syndrome. In other words, they, they wonder, why am I here? What am I doing here? How do I get here? So they're full of anxiety, fear, depression, and guilt. So that type of energy infects the entire organization. So when a person's organizational leader, it's very important to learn these principles. A lot of this comes through the area of emotional intelligence. In fact, we're offering seminars now to corporations and businesses how to solve some of the issues within their corporation by increasing the emotional intelligence because a lot of leaders fail at that and, of course, influence the people below them. So it all has to do with energy. We are energy beings, and the principles are explained in detail in terms of mathematics and physics in our book, Quantum Field Psychology. Now, we try to make it a lot easier for folks to get by seeing our film or to our documentary called The Endless Question, which is free on Amazon Prime, which explains in some detail much more simple way how these forces work we also have an earlier book which makes it much simpler it's called the inner manager which came out way back in 1989 which also talks about quantum field psychology concepts but to put into the form of a parable of a young man looking to start his own business to help his family and so forth and he he meets this beautiful brilliant lady who takes him to this organization and shows him all the different levels a person can develop within their mind to help him succeed at business but you're exactly right the energy a person feels for themselves first off then influences those around them. If you think super positive, we emphasize super positive thought and super positive self-esteem, then that radiates from you to other people and helps lift them up. That's done by developing your powers of concentration, 
focusing your energy, thinking positive all the time, seeing the good in all things, having an attitude of gratitude, not getting into negative mind states. You mentioned earlier the issue of mind games. That's very important also. A lot of folks in organizations play mind games to trap others and to fight other people. Some people think that life is war. They're going to win by you know, trapping and stabbing other people in the back and so forth. So our new book coming out is called Taming the Menagerie, Mind Games People Play, which gets into detail how those systems work. But yes, the workplace, as you know, can be a warlike environment or a positive, harmonious experience. And our approach here with these books and whatnot and our films is to help teach people how to think positive, how to create harmonious relationships, how to help other people, how to work together as a congruent whole towards those ends. And that's where our training in emotional intelligence gets into it, help people learn the emotional intelligence skills, and also creative intelligence. We also teach CQ, something we developed in a book called Eight Days of Creative Power, based on university research at Maryland, which I did years ago. And CQ helps develop their creative intelligence, which is very useful for the IT world. Now, in the IT world, we have people who are very brilliant intellectually and great creative ideas, but they have terrible emotional or very low emotional intelligence. We teach them how to use and develop their CQ, but also develop their EQ, which actually can increase, believe it or not, their IQ. So it makes them smarter, be more emotionally intelligent, and develop also their creative intelligence. So really, so it is a multiplicity of issues here to help folks develop. But we have training programs for all this, and it's really a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for me because... These are really smart people to work with, and they learn and they grow quickly. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, and you're saying a lot in terms of different levels, all these different <laughs> avenues to go through. And i just like to simplify it a little bit and go mm-hmm. back to your book, The Inner Manager, sure. to try and yes. okay. talk about some of the realizations that the story of the young man starting a business and he has a mentor that guides him to different levels of realization. What are some of those aha moments that we could maybe relate to in terms of staying motivated? Because certainly a startup in particular, there's all kinds of challenges that are involved with that. It's more than just having a great idea and enthusiasm. There's going to be a lot of downs before there's, there's a steady climb up. So what are a couple of those aha moments that this person experiences in the journey that we could learn from? When he goes through these different levels, he learns, of course, the functions of memory, of concentration, of imagination, of visualization. But a very important aspect you just referred to is the issue of persistence, of being able to concentrate upon the goal that you want to make happen and learn to program your own mind for success. We've talked to a lot of folks on our show, and we've talked to one guy, Dr. Jim Jensen, who talks about Dr. Joseph Murphy's work going way back where he, he talks about how to program your inner mind for success. Learning to do that helps your business enormously because you take every situation you go through and turn it around and try to find the good in that and say, focus upon those kinds of issues, attracts to you the right people and circumstances to make your business really work. Also, the attitude of never giving up, you never indulge in negative thought. If you have a bad experience one day or one week or one month, whatever, you don't let that get you down. You don't indulge negative thoughts or feelings or feel depression or anxiety. Instead, you flip around, well, Every time I don't make a sale, for example, I just learned something not to do. And it makes me one step closer towards the sale. So you want to have that super positive attitude at all times to never give in and never give up. You might have to change your direction quite a few times, but it also parallels the transformational journey people go on. And so you might hit various road bumps, but you learn from each road bump. You have a self-revelation, and you might change your direction. If you start a new business, you might have to do that. You might have to change your direction change your focus point, change who your customer base is you're aiming for, change your approach of advertising, of marketing, 
you want to make sure in your business you have people who work together, not against each other, and maintain a super positive focus. Jim Jensen talked about that. He worked for Encyclopedia Britannica. He was one of the top sales guys. He organized his people using these principles and made a huge success by 27. He was a vice president of the, of the corporation, of a large corporation. So these techniques do work, especially in concert with you know, all the people in the organization working on the same wavelength. That's so important to work together. They're fighting each other. And I've been in all kinds of businesses, I'm sure you have too, and your audience has, where you see the mind games, the backstabbing that goes on, that's sabotage, that's going to ruin things on many levels. So they almost be working towards the same goal in the same way. And so we get back into the recruiting process. Who do you recruit and how? How do you find the right people for your organization? Thomas Edison, who himself allegedly only had a three-month education, believe it or not, was, of course, a very brilliant person, but he gave a very special exam to his prospective employees such as who is the president of Madagascar, you know, what's Newton's third law, et cetera. He asked him a lot of questions to see what their knowledge base was, and also had some creative thinking questions on that test. So he wanted to test his people and also see if they were congruent with him for his organization. But we recommend doing that kind of testing issue with people before you bring them in, but also to teach emotional intelligence, up their EQ, and also teach creative intelligence, help them find creative ideas. If you're starting a business, it is tough starting a new business. I've started several courses. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of perseverance. The main thing to do is have the attitude, never give up. You're constantly looking for new creative ideas of how to proceed. Now, we're in very strange times now, you know, kind of post-pandemic, folks starting back up again. It is tough, but a lot of people out there are hungry. They want to go back to work, I hope. They want to get off this uh, high unemployment payments and get back to work, get our society working again, get the world working again. So a lot of motivated people. And the goal would be to find them, but also keep your own super positive attitude and move forward every day, step by step, knowing you're going to make it work and seeing the end result. It's very important to visualize in your mind's eye the end result of the company you want to create. See it as existing now because the power to mind to help make that happen is enormous. So you want to see the end result and have total faith in the fact that you are making that happen by your daily work and daily progress. How do you feel about that? Well, it's interesting because it reminds me of that power of attraction, that law of attraction people refer to sometimes. And it's sounding like you're saying, yeah, this is a real thing. Well, the law of attraction is one of many laws. Actually, I would call these the laws of creation, that the power of the mind to actually create things upon this earth is far greater than what we normally realize. just goes beyond the old models of science. Old science is really three-dimensional or four dimensions if you add time into it. There's no question that the power of your mind to help make things manifest is very palpable. But you also must do everything you can physically on a daily basis to make it happen. And it's very important to keep that super positive attitude at all times because that attracts to you the right people in the right circumstances. So you also have the attitude of perseverance. You never give in. You never give up. Now, something like 95% of new businesses fail within five years. That's the old stat. But using these techniques and abilities, I think you lower that percentage greatly, increase the number of successes. Because America is built upon the idea of rugged individualism. Where each person is their own force, and we can look at it that way. That's how America was created. That people went forth into a wilderness and had to create whole new lives. So you had to have that attitude of perseverance, of strength, of free will, knowing they can make things happen. There's a lot of ways to look at it. You can talk about it in terms of law of attraction, or just being a rugged individual who will never give in and never give up as you move forward. You see what I mean? Yeah, you've mentioned the emotional intelligence phrase several times. Yes. Can you elaborate on yes. that? What constitutes high emotional intelligence? 
Okay, great. Great question. Thank you. Yeah, high emotional intelligence or EQ means somebody who is aware of their own feelings, and many people are not. You know, yes, people often therapists will say, well, do you feel mad, sad, glad, or bad? And very often they can't tell you, so we make it very simple. It's like for kids, but also for adults. You can identify the emotions easily. So we want to be aware of their own emotions, and we also teach them to be aware of the other person's emotions, how to read cues, how to read signs, what's the other person feeling, are you talking to them in an empathic type of way. So we want to treat other people with respect and kindness and understand them. And we're to communicate with them. That's higher EQ. Now, unfortunately, some, some execs, or let's take the, the IT world again, or medical doctors, no offense to them, or CPAs, attorneys, some of these folks, they go from high school to college to a graduate-type program, then go into the professional world. So they have to have a, a pretty fair IQ and a lot of drive to get there, but they never learn the social skills along the way because they're, they're back in their dorm room studying. They aren't going out to frat parties, that kind of thing. There's a lot of hostels are run by guys who went to the frat parties who majored in business, who graduated with barely a 2.0 average, but they have very high EQ or emotional intelligence. They can run an organization, which a higher guy, the guys with higher IQs cannot. It's a very specialized set of skills or social graces. Think about it in the old days, people were trained. Like when, when girls were growing up, they were trained in very high degree of social skills and social graces to deal with the world. Because it's very, very powerful to learn how to do that. Look at the old monarchies, the old court systems, or even today's in government. What happens is those who rise up often have very high EQ. Because you must get along with a lot of people, read where they're at, understand their personalities, and connect with them in some way, some empathic way, hopefully, to make a positive relationship to make things work out. That's how you also create peace in the world. You go into a situation with a lot of animosity and aggression. You want to start fights, you're going to start fights. It makes things a lot worse. Especially you have a boss who has very low EQ, a very hard-driving attitude, wants to get things done, wants to get those goals made, and doesn't care about how you feel or care about you as a person, and you have a high attrition rate. Many people leave those jobs and hiring new executives. Alan was saying, Alan Weiss is that if you hire an executive for a five, top 500 company that it might cost you 125, 150K, you go through a recruitment process, and you might stay a year. And if they have low, low EQ above them, it drives them out of the organization. So improving EQ is very, very important to an organization. And again, applying the CQ, developing CQ and IT corporations is also very, very powerful. So they can tap into new creative ideas. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Okay. So yeah. in terms of this field of psychology and just, just even the different pieces of it, what do you think is the most important lesson or message that you'd want readers to take away from all of this? Because you've just shared with us something that's enormous. It seems like there's all these building blocks that need to kind of go into place simultaneously. But what's the best place for someone to start to maintain their motivation, for example? Mm -hmm. I think the first place to start is to understand that we are energy beings, that the mind is an energy field which transcends the physical brain. So we're not just biological beings. We can just crawl up out of the dust. We're not worms to the dust. What we're taught often by governments, by organizations and whatnot, is to not really believe in ourselves, but to believe in the organization trying to control us. The important thing is to know is that we all have vast power inside us. We're all vastly creative beings. We each can do incredible things upon Earth. We must believe in ourselves, know that the power is there. And by believing in that power, we help to bring it forth. We help to activate it start to use it in our daily lives. So that's where the high self-esteem and 
positive self-image come into it and think about trying to create harmony in your life, build positive relationships, the more you love yourself and radiate that, you keep a very cheerful, positive attitude that affects other people, and they beam it right back to you. So getting back to your metaphor, walking into a room with positive energy, the people that are doing that, they're giving off, they're exuding positive energy. Probably a leader there is a very positive person who has learned these precepts and used them either indirectly by their own education or perhaps intentionally they learn it and develop these techniques and they do work and it's a very positive force. It's a very happy group to work with and so they become very productive in a harmonious way. But if you have top leadership who's very negative and has their own problems to deal with, like Alan was saying, a lot of the top leaders, you, you wouldn't believe how many problems they have which then influences the whole organization, but that needs to be resolved. So I think to start with is trying to develop a totally positive attitude you might think about some of Dale Carnegie's books also. Dale Carnegie talks about how to start in business and how to really make that work. How to go, or Napoleon Hill also talks about that, how to build things up, how to be super responsible, the kind of employee everybody can count upon. You're the one who shows up first. You're the one who's responsible. You're the one who gets things done. You're the one who they can trust and depend upon. So having that type of self-esteem and that type of drive really activates those powers as well. Makes a person much more successful in life. They're full of doubt and fears and anxieties, which they can reprogram out. They're full of those negative thoughts and feelings. We sabotage ourselves. And that's what we must stop doing. Because we all have great power inside us to create great things upon earth. That's what we all must do, hopefully together, help resolve the problems of this highly troubled world. Well, there you have it, folks. There you have it. In a nutshell, you want to keep that motivation mojo going. Believe in yourself. Any setback, learn from it. It's just a little detour on the road to greatness because you have it within you. Does that sound right, Dr. Ron? Uh, That's beautifully said, Hannah. You said that perfectly. Absolutely right. right. We all have the power inside. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We just need to activate it, put that on switch on, and leave it on. So thanks so much, Dr. Ron, for helping us discover some of these hidden powers that maybe we didn't believe Mm -hmm. in. Um, or didn't quite realize that we have Mm -hmm. that we can then tap into Mm -hmm. to maintain that business Mm -hmm. motivation because stuff happens. It's not a perfect meteoric rise. You know, they say the overnight success takes 15 years. So there's there's a lot of, you know, steps backwards and before you go two steps forward. And that's just the name of the game. So understanding that, embracing it, those are all good things. So Mm -hmm. if you'd like to contact Dr. Ron and learn more about Mm -hmm. his fascinating research and work in the field of quantum field psychology, or all Mm -hmm. of those books that he's written, uh, the movie that he's talked about, you can find that information in the show notes. We're going to have links to that at businessconfidentialradio.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from Dr. Ron's advice, please tell them about today's episode. Share the link to the show, leave a positive review so that others can see it on your podcast app or at lovethepodcast.com forward slash business confidential because you have been listening to Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Have a great day and an even better tomorrow.